doors. Waiting at the door, as you can kind of see that there. There's some pictures of doors. You know, doors are kind of a, kind of a, (laughs) we don't think about it that much, but they're huge. Huge. This was an unbelievable invention in its day. If you can kind of imagine, there was a time when there were no doors. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Maybe tents had a flap or a door, but a door, uh, you know, when you kind of think about that, that door is a way. It's an entrance, an exit. It's where people pass, where things pass. It's just, if you slow down and just try to, and you think about a door, a gate, a passageway. It's kind of interesting when you do think about that. <clears throat> you know, in, in, in history, they've even, uh, they even believe, you know, and I guess this is, uh, this is archaeologists kind of do this kind of stuff. Maybe that's hard to read, but 3000 B.C., the wooden door was first used, they believe, in Europe. 587 B.C., uh, Solomon is given credit for use of olive wood overlaid with gold in his temple. <clears throat> then you have the first century where Romans, they believe, had folding doors and sliding doors. And then the first century A.D., Greek scholars invented the first automatic door. I don't know what that was, but they invented it. Fifth century A.D., the first foot sensor activated auto door was made in China. Again, I don't know what that was. I didn't do enough research. but And, you, and the list goes on there, and you can see even up... up uh, to uh, 1881, the revolving door, they can date that. And then uh, now, in current times, they have uh, all these uh, reinforced fiber, carbon fiber, all kinds of stuff with doors. But it's pretty interesting that there's actually a history on doors, right? Bear with me, bear with me. I know you're going, what the world, Jeff, are we doing with doors, huh? So doors, there's all kinds, of, all kinds of stories. I even have some quotes here. I can remember, I can remember when I think of doors, as I was asking Renee the other night, I said, when you think of doors, what, what, do we have a story of a door in our life? You know, I'm sure you can even recount maybe a time you've locked your keys in the house and you had to either break through a door or climb through a window a door, right? You're, there's times that you can come up with those stories <laughs> I have a time where I was on Blue Knob in January and I locked my keys in my car. And there's just a wonderful guy on Blue Knob <laughs> named Tobin Stonball. And you know what? He helped me get my door open. And you know, <clears throat> Tobin grabbed a hold of my door like it was rubber, <laughs> pried the top open, stuck. Remember, I to, stuck a wooden wedge in there, just reached in and unlocked it. I could never go to a car wash after that. 
But at the time, when it's January and it's cold and blue knob, that was a life-saving day when Tobin got my door open. You know, Billy Sunday is quoted to say, Temptation is the devil looking through the keyhole, and yielding is opening the door and inviting him in. Havelock Ellis, and I don't know who that is, says, Men who know themselves are no longer fools. They stand on the threshold of the door of wisdom. When one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. That was Alexander Graham Bell. I asked some of the guys to sit with me at the door this morning. You kind of can get where this is going, huh? I want us to remember the door. You know, in ancient times, the door, the gate, that entranceway, especially in the city, was the place where everything happened. Right? The Bible talks of many times where that transaction was made, whether you were buying or selling, whether you were, whether you were Boaz, Ruth's redeemer, that you met at the city gates where all the elders, where the transactions, where things happened, you met and that transaction took place there in the midst of the witnesses or where the elders were. You know, if you ponder that, you kind of think about that, you can kind of get the idea I mean, before cell phones, before regular phones, before telegraph, before anything, if you wanted to know what was going on, you wanted to have an idea of the happenings, you, where would you go? Where people went, right? And if you picked the spot where they crossed at the door, that's where they'd be, right? The door, it's an opening, it's an entrance, it's a start, it's a portal, whatever you want to think about the door, it's mentioned in the Bible 98 times when I do a search using the ESV, 189 times when I look at the King James Version. So I'll give the King James credit. They got more scores right on that test. When you look, when you look in the Bible at the first mention, I always like to do this. I always like to see where it is first mentioned in the Bible. And you see there in Genesis 4, 7, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Do you remember that story? Cain and Abel. And, and, and here, the Lord was telling them, that sin was at the door, at the entranceway to your life. At the, it was right. Sin was there, right? You had to rule over it. <clears throat> and then I looked at the first mention of where uh, in the New Testament, and it's kind of interesting here too, because, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Just two interesting things there, you know? Those first two places, Old Testament, New Testament, where a door is mentioned. 
I say all this stuff only because as I was doing my devotions this week, as I was, as I was <laughs> focusing on the Lord, as I do every day, but when you're going to speak, you focus maybe a little harder. <laughs> oh, man. If you could see my prayer journal for this week. This popped. And again, if you know me, you know my, uh, my quirks, my, my patterns, the way I do things. My devotions are such. The day of the week is the proverb and the psalm of the day. That's what I'm doing. If you want to know where Jeff Gunnett is, today, today was what? The 12th, right? I was in Proverbs 12, Psalms 12, and then I'm always in a book in the Bible, in the New Testament, and I'm hopefully following along on that same day. So today it was Proverbs 12, Psalms 12, and Matthew 12. But during this day, this was actually, and if you look, you can see this was... The eighth day of the month. And in Proverbs 8, this popped, just popped, just jumped off the page at me. And that's what I do when I do my devotions. I read a whole chapter, and if the verse pops, I write it down. And I say, Lord, what are you saying? What's going on? What's, why did you pick that verse for me today? <clears throat> I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Proverbs 8, 17. And then further down through Proverbs, another verse just jumped off the page. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. They just jumped off the page. So did a bunch of other stuff. But these really just hit me. Because if you know me, I so desire to have an intimate, personal relationship with the Savior of the universe, whose name is Jesus Christ, that I long. And when I see something that gives me an insight into how I can get closer, how I can run into Him, I grab a hold of that. It popped. The first thing it popped in that first verse, Proverbs 8, 17, it says, I love those who love me. He, he loves me. He loves me. He loves you. He loves you. Don't let that hit the floor. Grab a hold of that. He loves you. And the second part of that just hit me. It says, those who seek me diligently find me. He can be found. He is not playing hide-and-seek. He is telling you, I love you. You can find me. Seek me.
The other thing that jumped was diligently. You know, you can come Sunday. I, I'm seeking the Lord. I want to know the Lord. And you can listen to me and never ever open your Bible through the rest of the week. Never ever seek Him. And you go, man, I don't understand what's going on. I'm so flat. I don't feel anything. I don't know what's. Are you seeking? Because He wants to be found. So I highlighted that diligently. That just hit me. Because I want to find Him. I found Him. I found Him. I've looked upon His face. And I want to look deeper and longer. I want to see Him more. I want to sit at that door. If I know He's walking through that door, if I know this is the entrance way, he passes this way every day. Guess where I'm going to sit down? Guess where my eyes are going to focus? I'm not leaving. He's coming. You know, in those verses, I don't know if you realized it, but I took... Those that seek Him will diligently find Him. But that's not what it says in Proverbs. It's talking about wisdom, right? And it says, Me, blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. Well, I'm telling you that's Christ, right? Because I've taken the me... Or I've inserted the he where Proverbs says me. And you know why I did that? Because if you keep digging down through that chapter, what's amazing is it says, and I'm just going to rattle through this, it says in Proverbs 8.23, ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. And then it says, when he established the heavens, I was there, wisdom was there. When he drew the circles on the face of the deep, wisdom was there. When he made a firm, firm the skies above, when he established the foundations of the deep, wisdom was there. When he assigned the seas its limits so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, I was there. Wisdom was there. I was there. Well, who was there in the beginning? Christ was there beside his Father. Jesus was there. So I am replacing the me with the he. And it says, it says, and now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. That's wisdom. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. That's wisdom. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. 
Me is he because he is Christ. (laughs) It's wisdom. Proverbs is screaming about wisdom here, but it's Christ. It says if you want to find wisdom, watch at the door. Wait at the gate. If you want to find wisdom, if you want to find Christ, right? Me is he because he is Christ and he loves you. And he wants to be found by you. Where do you find him? This is what's pretty cool. You follow his voice. Because in that verse, it said, Blessed is the one who listens to me watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. Listen to me, watching daily, waiting beside my doors. If we think that out a little bit, He must want to communicate with us. (laughs) Not only does He want to be found, but if He's telling you not just look and see, but listen, He wants more. He wants to communicate. He wants us to participate with Him. How often can you hear Him? If we're supposed to watch daily, you know, I kind of think there's that chance we can see Him daily, the chance we can hear Him daily. The King of the universe. Can you, I mean, can you get a hold of that? That He's saying, wait, watch daily. That He would want to interact with you daily at a door at his passageway, at the gate where he's crossing through, could it be that he wants that relationship and he's kind of keying you in and saying, listen, look for me diligently, seek me, listen for me. If he says to listen, I'm thinking he can be heard. If he says to watch, I'm thinking he can be seen. If he says to wait, I think he's coming. I'm going to wait beside the door. Those gates and doors are where he goes in and out, where he conducts his business. They are the place where he communicates with us, where he does business with us. I asked all the guys to just sit out there with me. And people just came in, said hello. 
We talked. Things were happening right there at the door, at the gate. I think that's what Christ is looking for up with us. That place, that point of interaction. Have, have we given Him that place? Have we given Him a point where He's telling us, He's saying, I'm coming through the doors there. Are you watching? Are you waiting? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? You know, I know a lot of hunters who spend a lot of time, and I can remember my dad, a great hunter, but I can always remember when we would pick out hunting spots, he would say, now Jeff, when the wind's blowing this way, the deer's moving this way, it'll be coming down the trail. You see right over there? You see where the big rocks are and you see how the laurel is? It's going to come right through there. I want you, when the wind's blowing this way, to be focused right there. Don't pay attention anywhere but right there. That's where they'll be coming. Now, if it's different, they'll be coming this way. And he would tell me to focus right there. He's coming right there. And you know what? My dad was usually right. <laughs> and now I have my father telling me that he's coming this way. He's coming through this door. I want you to look. I want you to listen. I want you to pay attention. <clears throat> so some verses here that, that just, just bear with me. Just kind of sit back. Enjoy the ride. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. John 10, 2. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And I will go in and out and find pasture. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. This, this goes even deeper, huh? Grab a hold of this. <laughs> Do we get it? Jesus is the door. He's the doorpost. He's the lentil. He's the threshold. His blood covered it so death would pass by it. He's the door. We're told to sit and watch and wait, but He's there already. <laughs> he's waiting for us to pay attention to Him. That verse that we always quote, that Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You know, that can be applied and often is to the non-believer. But it's to the church. <laughs> He's sitting there saying, you haven't been paying attention to me. I'm knocking. I'm talking to my church. I'm knocking. I'm at the door. I'm knocking. If anyone hears my voice. So I get the idea. He's not just knocking. He's going, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. 
Open the door. Open the door, Jeff. I got something for you today. God wants a relationship with you. He wants to communicate with you daily. He wants to communicate with us. How does He do that, right? Through His written Word. Through His written Word. His Bible. He talks to you. If you read it, verses will pop. And you can be assured that was for you. That was for today. That was probably for you to take and carry with you in the event someone else needs to hear that today. He communicates through His circumstances. He communicates through the church. This body of believers. He gives Ed a word, right? To give to us. He gives Tobin a word to give to us. He gives you a word to share at a group. He gives you a prayer to pray for someone. But we have to be listening, watching, waiting. We have to learn to hear the knock and open the door. We have to fix our eyes where He's going to be. We've got to be attentive and listen, and we've got to pay attention. Because we don't know when the knock comes. You don't know. I'm going to give you some, some... I'm not going to charge you for anything else now. This is extra. But here's what I want you to know. I want to talk a little bit now about learning to hear. Hear the knock and open the door. How does he knock? How does he knock? You know, sometimes if you pay attention, if you're sensitive to the Spirit. Now here's, here's an interesting point. We want to have a relationship with the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and God is Spirit. And we have to learn how to be on the same wavelength, how the King of Heaven talks, how He communicates through, through Heaven's language. And sometimes Heaven's language is a little deeper, a little different than our language. Sometimes it's emotions and feelings. It's the Scripture, definitely. Nothing that I'm going to talk about is against the Word of God. Everything has to be confirmed through it. But... There are some times when He's going to break your sleep. Have you ever done that? Have you ever experienced that? Where you've been woken in the middle of the night by something you don't know why. Right? Pay attention. Could be the Holy Spirit. He could be asking you to pay attention. You heard the knock, open the door. What do you mean, Jeff? I mean, get up. Say, Lord, I think you just woke me. What's going on? Sit down, get your Bible, read your devotion for that day again. 
sit down and just ask Him, God, what are you doing? And you know, you'll be surprised. He might take you somewhere and say, listen, Ed's going through a rough patch right now, right now, at this very moment, pray for him. And you'll know that. And you'll pray. But if you roll over when the king just knocked and you go to sleep, you're missing. You're missing. Maybe a song in the night. The Bible talks about that. That song in the night. That's the knock, right? That's the knock. Did you ever get up? Did you ever get up and you have a song? You get up, you get up, you go to brush your teeth, and you're like, what is going on? You got this song running through your head. Huh? Could it be that's a knock? Could it be the Holy Spirit has planted a song the Lord has just sung over you at night? You don't even know why, but He sung over you. That's the song. Slow down. Say, Lord, I hear your knock. I'm opening your door. And just, just draw aside and ask Him, what's going on? Pay attention to the words. He's talking to you. And see, we so just brush that off just brush our teeth, hum it, move on with our day. When the, when the door he was passing through, he knocked, you heard him, you just didn't open the door. Did you ever think like that? And you just keep going. Did you ever experience where you felt someone called your name? And there's no one around. You just go, what? What in the world? I must. Renee! And she's not even here. I have. And if you start paying attention to that, and you draw aside, and you go, Lord, I think you just spoke my name. Just test asking. Go back, pull your devotions out again, read what you read in the morning, or maybe just do your devotions that you didn't do. Ask Him, what's going on, Lord? Is that you? And you'd be surprised when something stirs up in you where He reminds you of something, where He gives you insight into something, where He tells you to send a text to someone, pray for someone. You'd be surprised that He might bring a revelation into your life that you've been crying out for for weeks. Amen. And all of a sudden, He just pours it out right there. But instead, we just get used to going, well, that was nothing on with our day, right? The busyness of our day. <clears throat> we, need to, we need to learn from Scripture. And little Samuel is where we go, right? When we pull aside, that's just like Eli when he told Samuel, now listen, this happens again. I want you to say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. And that's what I'm saying here. When you get those knocks, when you've been sung over at night, you wake up and you, you have a song playing. Step over and say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. What are you saying? Look at the words again. Maybe he's singing to you. Maybe he's reinforcing something in your heart. Learn to respond. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. We know, we know in, in, uh, in Song of Solomon, we get, this, we get an idea here in Song of Solomon 2.8, the voice of my beloved. 
Behold, he comes, leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved, like a gazelle or a young stag, behold, he stands behind our wall, gazing through our windows, looking through our lattice. My beloved speaks and says, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, come away with me. You get, you get what he's doing there? And you know what she does? She doesn't get up. Because then it says, On my bed by night, I sought him who my soul loves. I sought him, but found him not. He came, he looked, he, he called for her, but she didn't go. And he was gone. You know? And she looked for him, but couldn't find him. She even went, I will arise now and go about the city in the streets and in the squares. I will seek him who loves, whom my soul loves. I sought him, but found him not. You have to open the door. Here we come back to the Shema, the hear do. You hear, you do. When you hear the knock, you open the door. When you hear the call over your, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Don't just brush it aside. Psalm 76, 7, I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then the Spirit made me diligent, made a diligent search. There's my scripture for the song in the night. See, I'm trying to stay grounded. <laughs> He's talking to us. He's calling out to us. Learn to recognize the knock. You can develop that real relationship when you learn to knock. Hear the knock and open the door. Galatians 5.16, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You know, one of the dangers, one of the dangers that we have is to know about God and not personally interact with Him and know Him. It's a danger because you go, yeah, I know Him. Yeah, I know Him. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Do you know Him today? Do you know Him intimately? Do you know His voice when He calls to you? You know, 1 Corinthians, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. You know, the natural mind's going to say, this is crazy. Jeff, <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. It's crazy. God's not going to talk to me. He's, yeah, whatever. I don't know if I believe that. Well, that's understandable especially when you're thinking about things through the natural because you just can't. You can't grab a hold of it. It's not discernible. It's only through the Spirit. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Spiritual communication. The knock needs to be spiritually discerned. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. 
Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. I don't know if he's knocking at your door right now. I don't know that. You got to tell me. You got to open the door. I don't know if he's saying, I, listen, I want to start a relationship with you, and he's knocking, and you feel that. Or you have had the relationship, but it's gone cold. And that's what that revelation verse is. That's, that's a cold relationship. And he's standing there saying, open the door, I'm here, let me in. Let's rekindle this fire. I love you, I love you. But you've walked away from me. I love you. I need you to hear this. And he's knocking. I've always been a Psalms 24 kind of guy. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors. Let the King of glory enter. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord Almighty. You know, I often wondered... What are those ancient gates? What are those ancient doors? Open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors. Let the King of glory enter. Mm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. If the king of glory is knocking on your heart's door, I'm going to ask you to grab a hold of it. If the king of glory is knocking on your heart's door and you want to touch, if you want a physical touch, and we're going to pray for angelicus You know, the other thing I heard this week, and I shared this on Wednesday night, and I believe it, was uh, when Jesus was with his, with, with his disciples, and on, they were on the boat, and the storm arose, and they woke him up. It said he rebuked the storm. And there was perfect calm. Not just calm, still rocking, but perfect calm. So if you need the storm rebuked, and I speak to that storm right now in the authority of Jesus Christ, and I say, storm, stop. 
be rebuked. And Lord, we're looking for that perfect calm. Come over us right now. <clears throat> so, Papa, you're amazing. So, if you would like prayed for, and again, we're going to pray for Ed, but anyone else that wants prayed for, if you, if you have a desire, not a desire, you hear a knock, would you come forward? <clears throat> so, I think... Uh, uh, I would like Tobin, I'd like some of the guys. I, I, if you feel the knock to come and lay your hands on Ed, I'm going to ask you to do that. I'd like to anoint him. <clears throat> Emily, you had... Uh, You had mentioned something about a microphone. Huh? <clears throat> so if we could have some music playing softly, I don't know if that's possible. Oh, thank you. Again, if you, uh, we're going to pray for Ed, and uh, if you feel led, lead out in prayer. If you want to touch, just make sure you grab a hold and let someone know, because we're going to pray. We're going to seek the Lord. <clears throat> so I, I'm, uh, Papa, I'm going to trust you, Lord. Lord, I, I, uh, I come before you this, today. Open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors and let the King of glory enter. Mm. 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 Papa, be glorified. Holy Spirit. We're... we're mm. Mm.